welcome to the Mastastic Podcast, where we believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, also known as Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by Ava of Kingdom of Mass on Instagram. Hi, everyone. Hey, hey. Today's episode, we are unpacking a little bit more of our Akasif, A Court of Silver Flames feels, while shining a spotlight on character Eris Van Sarah, who, you know, I'm hopefully pronouncing Van Sarah correct because I feel like you never really know how things are pronounced. Fingers crossed. Fingers are super crossed um, with all of the pronunciations. Yeah, but... We'll see. So just take our word for it. We assume that that's how it sounds. Um, But it should go without saying, obviously, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read A Court of Silver Flames, especially. Definitely. Because whether you love him or hate him, he absolutely played um, a role in A Court of Silver Flames. And it seems like a pretty decent guest to assume that he's going to just continue to pop up in future books. Um, And he was definitely one of our most requested subjects when we asked our patrons on Patreon. We love you guys. Thank you. um, What you wanted us to talk about. And there's a lot to unpack. It's like several suitcases, like an army of suitcases that require all the unpacking. Yeah, so much emotional baggage. Oh, my God. As I was writing the script, I was like, what are things that we need to talk about? What has Eris gone through in his life? And then I was like, oh, this is starting to make me a little sad for him. Well, it's also <laughs> like, like, depending on who you ask. <laughs> because true. some there are some people who do still see him as a villain. So like you said, Ava, like I feel like he's definitely it's 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 kind of two sided. I think the more we learn about him, I think the more people will know that we are making the right decision. <laughs> that he's good. <laughs> And, you know, I'm like, honestly, I'm even okay with him, like not being like good, good. Personally, I think I've, I think we're, we fall in the same boat. Mm-hmm. We're like the Prince Charming is not our guy. Right. We're definitely more the anti-hero. I'm going to like sneak your girl onto my motorcycle and drive away <laughs> type guy. Yeah. And I think that Eris is like that guy. <laughs> He is. I mean, and I think that, oh, so we we meet him originally in Akatar, book one, right? Mm. Like, he's under the mountain, yeah. isn't he? Um, yeah, he is. But we don't, we don't meet him by name. Right. It's just, like, someone who's Lucian's brother. And obviously, up until that point, all we know of Lucian's brothers are that they were mean to Lucian. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by Akatar, we're under the impression that, like, everyone sucks. Like, yeah. Fair is human, so it's pretty much her against everyone Everyone. (laughs) but definitely including Eris who was um absolutely a dick there were some um (laughs) okay not gonna lie I keep trying to say like callous and form that word in my head but my brain keeps auto-correcting to caucus um, (laughs) so dick because he keeps acting like that's fine um (laughs) you know what though I would I would say you know what I mean I would I would compare if anyone has read the throne of glass books I would compare Eris's character to Lorcan's character okay like he's the Lorcan of the Akatar series (laughs) for sure it's true yeah, because it. I, I mean, yeah. obviously, Lorcan has to overcome a lot of villainy, right. vill- villainous right. behavior. Behavior. Oh my gosh, 
Um, (laughs) But I I think that it's going to kind of hopefully come back around like how it is with Lorcan. I mean, I'm sure that there are still some people who are indifferent about Lorcan, but Lorcan was, I had a soft spot for Lorcan in the books. Same. Even when he was like, (laughs) he seemed like he wasn't very redeemable, but... (laughs) No, absolutely. I think me. that maybe Eris just needs someone to put him in his place, which, like, I'm not suggesting that, like, women need to be the ones to deal with men's emotional baggage. I'm just saying that no one has ever told Eris to, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and maybe that's just what he needs. Well, I feel like maybe they have, but he just won't let them, sh- he won't let it show that he's, like, oh, true. bothered. That he, he's I definitely feel like he's yeah. got hardcore Capricorn energy, which is another reason why I feel like. <laughs> He's a character that I'm gonna, I'm always gonna love and relate to. Okay, <laughs> like which, all the which of the characters, characters is a Scorpio. No shame to Scorpios, but you guys crack me. I up. would like, say all the maybe Emery is a Scorpio, or I could see that. I I almost would say Amarin, but um, low key. No, I could see that too. Actually, I could see Emery and Amarin, and then yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, right. but yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, that's off topic. I, yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. I mean, <sighs> but I'm just pointing it out because I am a Capricorn. Therefore, if anybody has anything negative, hardcore to say about Eris, you are also then saying it about me as a fellow oh, Cap. So just my gosh, that's so funny. That out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just putting that out there. But, um, but yeah, so we are going to start off with something a little bit less controversial um, about Eris. So we'll talk about his parentage. Yes. Um, he obviously he's Lucian's brother. Um, so he is part of the Autumn Court. Baron's one of Baron's multiple redheaded sons. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the oldest. Is Ar- he? Or Baron's? Yeah, I think he's the eldest. Well, I should pay attention to the little details like that. I mean, it's just like you, <laughs> you throw a redhead at me, and I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> What else is there to know? Nothing. Um, I'm sold. Uh, but, <laughs> but obviously. Wait, I just realized. Hold on. Okay, so Sarah's ha- admitted that Lucian was based on Jamie Fraser, mm-hmm. but specifically like Sam, Sam Huygen. Huygen. Mm-hmm. Okay, every single time I fuck that up, even though I've heard it <laughs> so many times from you specifically too. So yeah. that's like really embarrassing worry, that I, I fucked it up in your you presence. Every <laughs> okay, <time>. good. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so Sarah has said that uh, Lucian was an originally based on Sam Hewen's Jamie Fraser, which basically means that Eris is, like, the Kmart version <gasps> of Jamie Fraser. But since, they're, since they are related... Right. Maybe, maybe it's not like the a, Kmart it's like version, but maybe he could be, like, the Target version. Okay, I'd be okay with him being the Target version. Yeah. All right, I'll let that slide. Let's go with Target. <laughs> anyway, that just <laughs> popped into like, my head. Like he's like the he's like he's the redhead I would impulse buy at Target. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, our conversations oh always gosh. take a turn. Anywho, but yes, they really do. So clearly, as with all the rest of Baron's children, has some daddy issues to say the um, least. Just but a few, you do, know. I mean, look, who doesn't have daddy issues in the Sarah books? And I feel like right. I always bring this up and not to say that, like, that's always, like, a knee-jerk, like, 
symptom or quality or trait <laughs> about certain behaviors. But I mean, yes, I agree with you. I, I feel like though Aaron's dad or Aaron, Eris's daddy issues <laughs> are a lot aren't the same. They don't feel the same no, as Lucian's daddy issues with Papa Baron. No. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I will say that with as much as Eris talks about um, his dislike for his father, I don't hear him talk too much about his mother. Yeah, but you know what I do? Like... There's that one scene in Akawar, and this was where, because, like, up, like, even throughout Akawar, I was like, this guy is, like, a straight villain. Like, I definitely, I don't think he's, like, a dumb villain. Like, I don't think he's a one-dimensional villain, but I definitely think he's a straight villain. And then there was that scene in Akawar where Feyre, like, loses her shit and, like, shoots fireballs at all the High Lords or something. Um, and Eris's first instinct is to protect his mom. And so, like, he ends up with, like, a burned arm, but, like, his he protected... That's true. ...the Lady of the Autumn Court. And so I think that, like, I, like whatever else there is there, and I'm not saying that it's not a co- complex relationship, and I, like, fingers tapping, want to see more, but, like, I definitely think that his first instinct is to, like, shield his mom from the bullshit. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure that, like, what I, what I wonder is... If it is um, part of the the ruse or part of like the game to just not draw too much attention to the right to their the mom. people you care about, right? So that like she doesn't feel the brunt of any suffering, right. or like for example, like knowing Lucian's backstory with, um, you know, like his his one like lover that got killed or that you know she met her demise because of his father. But like, I wonder if it's kind of like if Baron knows what um, they hold dear, if he will like attack that. Yeah. And I don't think that he actually does care that much about his wife other than her being. Oh no, I agree. You know, like not necessarily like, I don't want to say trophy wife at all, but like, I mean, like that he just like, it's just like, oh, she's just, she's just my whatever. That's right. My wife. I think he perceives her as an object and like, a tro- mm-hmm. like you say that you don't want to use trophy wife, but like, I think that that's probably how he sees her. Like, oh, I got the most powerful one mm-hmm. or whatever. And she's had all my children except Loki. She's had another man's children. Good for her. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I can't wait for all that to be unpacked, but like, I, I, right. but no, but I, but I think that with each, with, with each layer that we get peeled back about Eris or the state of the, the family of the Autumn Court, um, I feel like every time it just, it, it, it does give me pause because I'm just like, okay, I don't necessarily, especially after Akasif, because we did get to see like a whole nother level right. of Eris, I think. Like he's still um, a dick. But, but like, I was I'm just like, kind oh. of like, is it intentional that like we don't hear too much about their mom? Yeah. Um, in that maybe like it's just kind of something that's instinctual, like with like how they were raised or something. I don't know. Um, because obviously his mother, their mother does care for them because she's kind of gone against her normal like 
quiet nature sometimes like she's shown signs of like caring about but obviously she's probably just as trapped as the rest of them really um in that situation but yeah no i agree i mean i think that yes like we're dealing with daddy issues but not in like the sense of like you, you like you are a result of your daddy issues right. it's just like legitimately like your dad is an issue he is a problem <laughs> that we need to resolve <laughs> like oh my god so just wanted to clarify that because like we don't mean daddy issues like adian's daddy issues or even necessarily illusions real daddy issues <laughs> but like yeah. with eris oh it's just more like I mean, there's definitely something there that we're going to find out about his interactions with his dad because it definitely seems like there might be, like, some abuse there. Like, physical abuse. Uh, well, like, like, wait, no, he's like, wait, that's actually, like, on page. Like, his Well, dad yeah, but I mean to say, him, like... Has he, tortured him. Yes, but, like, he hasn't, like, talked, like, it's, he, he mentions it but like it's not addressed in the sense of like healing it's just kind of like right 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 like right. he's okay. just like in the mean. in the heat of the moment he just throws it out there but it's not necessarily like it didn't seem like it was something that he had intended to reveal or that he had intended to discuss so i kind of feel like when things come out like that that clearly means that it's something like a, a far like it's a deep-seated uh issue yeah emotionally no for sure some hardcore emotional and probably physical scars so obviously there's going to be a lot that we need to to learn more about Eris regardless of any other part of his story like clearly the family issue is going to be like I'm sure at the forefront of any time he gets on the page time at this point yeah I think I I think there are like parallels between his story and Moore's sort of Mm-hmm. in a sense in that like both of their families like absolutely suck yeah um just like to the nth degree um which can probably be why like they were they were uh like they had their arranged mating or arranged marriage um yeah between more and um Eris early on probably because again their family dynamic like you said is probably the exact same they just have terrible yeah. fathers who are just power hungry and probably just wanted to like build a bridge between both lines or something. But oof, that's no for sure. Yeah, that's rough. But I mean, again, going back to Akamath, even before like all of the High Lord meeting and all that stuff, but like with more talking about her history and stuff, um, he was very villainized in that instance i mean but i think though when we did our reread before akasif came out i will say that i going back i don't feel like more actually i'm being very careful on how this i say this but like i don't i don't feel like more necessarily singled eris out right with regard to like the like like the trauma, like the physical trauma, mm-hmm. like Eris obviously is a part of that experience because he's the one who found her. Yeah. Um. But I think that again, like us as the reader reading in that moment, of course, like you see that name in this story, like we're automatically going to go there. Like, right. Clearly he had something to do with this. 
um, which I think could also be a lot of the reason behind why so many people still are not uh, yeah. sure that they can trust him or that he's even worth not being a villain. <laughs> right. <laughs> which band, is like though. totally, totally valid. And yeah. like I, I will understand if people simply like cannot like forgive or accept or like anything. And not that I'm like forgiving or accepting, but like simply cannot ever enjoy Eris's character presence on the page like I would completely understand that because he was absolutely like you know maybe if even if not an active participant like he is like like you said still conflated and um part of that experience for more mm-hmm. um but I think like at least reading back in my reread of Akamath and considering the fucked up world that these people live in um, I remember my, like, gut reaction being, like, what was he going to do that would have saved more and not caused centuries of more harm? Because I think that, like, if he had looked at her in the woods and, like, taken her and carried her away and, like, helped her out, then, I mean, we know his father is torturing him. He's, like, said that. Mm-hmm. So I think either that would have happened or more would have been potentially more hurt they could have like taken her from Eris and mm-hmm. done more awful things to press press her into this alliance or whatever um and like either way that's bad <laughs> we could also compare the perception of Eris in this situation to the perception of Reese during Amarantha's reign essentially because of course they think that he's just an opportunistic like whore you know like and not to say that Eris is an opportunistic whore but just like obviously like from the outside looking in they don't see it or didn't know that obviously Reese had a reason for the actions that he took Um, and with the same thing with Eris in that moment with more being found like from the outside looking in, like it's, it may seem like he was being cold or part of the trauma or whatever, but in actuality, like he was very cognizant of what he was doing, um, like to try to diffuse the situation by behaving a certain kind of way or saying something or, you know, um, so, I mean, cause that just, that comparison that just came up to my mind as you were saying that, because I'm like, oh, that's exactly how Reese like was perceived in Akatar. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, like, I mean, I, I've talked a little bit about how I feel about Reese's actions under the mountain, but, like, when we talk about this, we can have a character who does a complicated, messy, and bad thing and, like, understand their reasoning without, like, condoning it, right? And so, at least for me, mm-hmm. that's where I am with Eris. Like, 100% the right, morally good thing to do would have been to, like, pick more up off the ground, get her help, potentially, like, call Cassian and Asriel to come and get her because God knows that she wouldn't have wanted to stay with Eris. But, like, if he had done that, I think that more awful things would have happened. Um, and my heart goes out to more for all that she suffered, for sure. Um, but I don't think that Eris has ever been positioned to be anyone's hero except maybe the hero of his own story and his own brain. (laughs) Um, And I think that, like, he's he's very interesting for that. So, like, 
he, you know, he talks a big game about wanting to be high lord, but I'm so curious about what his like underlying motive is. I'm like, dude, what do you, what do you want? What are you going after? Well, but I think, but I do think if he was being more, if it was more of like a power move, he would have already taken steps. I, to do no, it. I like, totally, that's why I'm so curious. Like he could have chopped off Baron's head forever ago and said, or at least like put him in the position to be right by someone else like because notice like he it seems like his alliance with reese is not involving like reese actually taking action to kill it's just backing him up when eris eventually does right if anything they would do it in defense of uh at least more and everything that happened to more Um, or how they've treated other people, um, especially after Baron's actions in Akasif and the things For that sure. he was do- like, obviously showing his cards by showing that he was very power hungry. Not that we didn't know that already, but right. um, I mean, there are so many opportunities that could have been taken to eliminate Baron, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's going to be a very um, interesting Thing. Which then makes me wonder, like, we so we know that Baron, like, reached out to, like, Koshay and, like, the queens and whatever, and he wanted to, like, forge this alliance and whatnot. So, it, like, it makes me wonder what he did necessarily to earn the loyalty of the Autumn Court. Because from what I've read and perceived, Eris's big, like, issue is maybe not necessarily the act of getting rid of Baron, but more like the act of making sure that people are loyal to him and then won't immediately kill him when he takes his father's crown. Uh, But I'm like, what does Baron... Surely Baron cannot be that likable. Like, surely people are going to be willing to find any other ruler. Um, And I'm not saying that Baron isn't a dumbass, because I think he absolutely is. (laughs) But I'm like, what do you have... What do you have on these people... That makes them well, but so... I think it might also it maybe it has something to do with the other brothers too. Oh, that's a good point. So I mean, it could be like a strategy as far as like because you know, for the same reasons why in the early stages of the series, you know, they've talked about Lucian and like the the volatile state of the relationship between him and his brothers, but that it's common with within like the high lord families right uh <laughs> to have because it's pretty much like survival of the fittest um almost and even though we know that like it's been stated in other instances that the powers can pass to someone else mm-hmm. but um but i do think that maybe there that that might also be a, a another aspect of right. it that like maybe they're waiting to get all their ducks in a row. Yeah. Um. Since even if you eliminate Baron, then you still have. I think there's like what two. Two. Other brothers I think. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm still like laughing um, about yeah. that because Baron or Eris mentions that Baron is like threatened by his children and he doesn't want them to come take his power. And I'm like, bro, you had those children. Like you were an active and willing participant in making yeah. sure. <laughs> that they were born so why are you mad (laughs) like that's the literal point of having heirs is to have someone to pass your crown down onto so why is he pissed that Mm -hmm. (laughs) well but also 
especially considering it's been stated multiple times too that it's not always so easy to conceive right children so i mean clearly i know first of all bless lucian's mom okay yeah but um (laughs) imagine like even so like yeah no i agree i'm just like forget being Faye. imagine like seven kids that's just like a lot i know in general i mean but but god bless anyone who has i just i i i just couldn't no i could not Um, i'm not we already suffered through a traumatic birth in akasif yeah but um (laughs) Like, that was enough for me to not wish any more Faye babies oh on any. Seriously. <laughs> but granted, he was baby Illyrian, but like still. Um, but no, I agree. I think, I mean, again, I think that it's, it really is going to just come down to all of these other things that we aren't thinking about right. or, or not necessarily that we're not thinking about. Cause obviously we are, but like that just, we haven't learned about yet. Right. Because there's clearly some things that aren't adding up, but in a good way in that, like clearly we're gonna learn more oh yeah so i'm ready i'm i am very hardcore ready for it yes um, now what about the uh, more controversial topic yeah which by the way we did not create this theory <laughs> just to no. uh just my brain did not has never gone there so just to like make that clear full disclosure uh, I think it like originated on Tumblr. Um, sorry to the original user. I haven't actually seen the original post. I've only seen it been discussed. Um, so if that is your post, then you are the creator of that theory. <laughs> All <laughs> rights to you. But it's yeah. not us. We didn't no. make these posts. <laughs> so just uh, for those who may not have tuned in to our Akasif chats on Instagram, um, Instagram Live, which are saved under, I think, our IGTV on yes. at Mastergram, yep. if anybody wants to tune into those. But um, when we first started unpacking our Akasif theories and feels, we had asked for our viewers to submit some of the theories that they had heard about or seen or read about. And one of the theories that were, were brought up that I personally feel holds a lot of weight in some regard, because it makes sense, um, is that the possibility of the, the fact that Eris and Moore are actually mates. Now, granted, us saying they're mates is the same way that we are saying that Elaine and Lucian are mates. That it doesn't, anything doesn't have to come out of that. Yeah, it's and it just, should not come out of it. They could be mates right and so like they could easily not easily but they can elect to reject that bond as well it's not that they have to do that because it's um more especially has made it very clear that she is not there's just no way her mate is a male (laughs) right like she's more inclined to be like she she enjoys both but that she prefers women so Um, Her words, not ours, um, (laughs) that we forced on her. So um, (laughs) that being said, I think that the reason that it bears noting or mentioning is that Moore's behavior towards Eris or around Eris is very uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. I mean, granted... Prior to us learning more about Eris 
and Eris's, um, Eris alluding to the fact that Moore hasn't disclosed everything that happened right. um, during that whole autumn court mauling, essentially, that happened to her. Um, it seems as if it could be very possible that they're mated, like they they have a mate bond, but that she, like, is put off by it, or she doesn't. Oh, I mean, obviously doesn't want it. But the reason that that also got brought up in our chat was because um, I believe that one of our viewers had said um, that they theorized that that's the reason why more. Or I don't know if that was also part of the, the Tumblr post or not, but that they had theorized that. That was one of the reasons why Moore seems to be the one to always like winnow Feyre or uh, Nesta, like once they realize that they're mated. And, oh, <laughs> like they yeah. need to get away. That's a good point. Uh, and have yeah. a moment that that's why, um, you know, that that's a, another indicator that that theory may be true is that she knows the feeling yeah she's willing to help a sister out in that moment so um i mean obviously again like i had already mentioned eris had brought that up he had said point blank that more you know why don't you ask more essentially like what happened like what happened essentially or like she she hasn't disclosed everything that happened because i also kind of feel as if um, like with Cassian towards the end of the book as well. Like he, like Eris clearly even grew on Cassian. Um, and, yeah. and with as close as they are with more and with as much as they love more, the fact that they're still working like with him and all this stuff. Like, I just wonder if maybe, I don't know if Reese maybe knows everything, but I wonder if like Reese has an idea and that's why he's still like willing to ally with, um, Eris, but that that's my thoughts on it. I mean, I again, I'm interested to see what the reason is because clearly there's something there. So maybe yeah. even if they're not mates, like I wonder if if it's more so like she disclose he disclosed something to her, or she disclosed something. Like there's something between them, like a yeah. like a secret, like a unspoken something that's not necessarily directly connected to her trauma of that experience or that moment. Right. And like, I'm wondering if it's, if that's what's kind of also, I don't know, like it's just like a a physical reminder of, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm curious too. And I think that like holds, I like the idea of them having like a secret because I think that would make sense as to why she's so, um uncomfortable around him like in addition to the fact that she's you know tying this this awful experience um to him um if there's something that he knows um that she doesn't want the rest of the world to know and it's like this secret is now trusted in the hands of a person that she absolutely does not trust and actually hates um that could potentially be like an interesting interesting thing I think that the mate theory holds a lot of merit I actually kind of like as much as there's like evidence that suggests that it's a possibility I hope it's not true um just because I would love to see more have like a female mate that she gets to be like super happy with for the end of her days and like earn have that happily ever after Um, and I mean in all honesty and I know that we've talked about it in other 
like regarding other characters as well. I am completely okay with someone being with someone else that they love without it having to be a mated bond. Oh, or yeah, without no, them being mates. Like, I don't feel like that same. has to be the end all be all. It would be so good to see because we've had like the there's a theory that um, like Reese thinks that Thesson and his lover are mates. But I would love to see like um, a same sex pairing like that are mates that are on, is on the page like 100 percent. I think more deserves that. Um, and it could potentially tie into the theory that um you can have multiple mates because I think that like Moore's sexuality, um, at least for me. And like, I say this accepting, you know, whatever she wants to identify, but she didn't use the terms like bisexual or lesbian. So I feel like personally, I'm a little like, I don't know necessarily if that fits into like a, 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 an easy term that we in the, the modern real world have, um, Right. And I mean, I would also like to reiterate what I said during our episode, our chat, that like, I feel as if something that is that does truly bother me um, when reading fantasy books, especially because I'm reading this for an escape. Like Mm -hmm. I'm reading this. I am not I, I, I hate especially like with fandom wars, like that you are imposing heteronormative stereotypes or beliefs or standards on these characters in this book, because in all reality, air quotes, reality, book reality, like this is not a real world. And or, okay, if you if you want to believe that Faye are real, that's fine. But I feel like we can't like their society is different than our contemporary real urban societies but like i i think that you know again being so and that's a lot of the reason behind why i'm always so fluid with um pairings or romances in the books because i am open to anything like if you are if it's consensual and you're good for each other and you love each other like i don't care what your sexuality is or what uh, you think should be a couple or a pairing or whatever. Like it does not always have to be so clean cut, black and white, you right, know, right, right, right. Just whatever. But yeah, no, I agree. But I think that, I think that especially as it pertains to more and heiress, regardless of mates or unmates or whatever, I think unmates. Well, unmates. Um, <laughs> not mates, that, uh, the illusions um, are triggered. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, and I, I think, say this I as like an illusion lover. Okay. Like I'm on your side. <laughs> right. But I mean, I just think the same, like, I, I mean, when it comes to this particular discussion, because it's evident that more is not the first of her leaning. She's not the right. first who uh, is very sexually fluid as far as like, she will, she's, she has been sexually attracted to both. Helian is another one who is very open sexually, has been down for, like, he has been coming on strong to Asriel for <laughs> books now. I mean, like, I, like, I just think that it's, it's, because I know that we kind of, we were also thinking about discussing possibly Eris's leanings as well, like yeah. where, where we think he may go with, I mean, I think I personally am open to anything like I yeah. said but I also think like if we're if we're thinking about Eris 
like let's think about the ballroom scene um winter solstice with with like he clearly i think he genuinely was drawn to nesta and like was attracted to her i'm here for like a bisexual heiress i definitely think that oh same he but i but i do think that like the evidence suggests that he at least has um a thing for the ladies yeah um yeah but then again, it could just be like the, it could be the personality, the person, the type, like, right. you know, like. Totally. The type. <laughs> it doesn't matter like what parts you're working with. Like, it's just. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, um, again, it's evident because Sarah has also come out and said that she, she really likes his character. And, and I'm assuming that it's not necessarily to say like, oh, he's a favorite or anything, but I think that possibly um maybe the she obviously is aware of the future of his story um or like how he like his role in the overreaching arc of the right now spin-off series like i'm sure that he's going to be playing a bigger part than maybe we even anticipated yeah just based off of how much page time like i think eris got more page time than elaine did oh i think he got more page time than like asriel (laughs) or that it was like yeah i mean yeah like i think and and i think again like we've talked about it in the past like sarah doesn't do anything unintentionally and i think it's always important when reading her books especially when it's a series um that just like be open to anything or be prepared for everything because you know where you think she may be going in one direction with a character like obviously with Eris where he seemed very much the villain and then he's just gradually made it into the gray area and then now it seems like he's not so bad after all right I mean like Cassian's direct quote is I grew up surrounded by monsters and then he says something about, like, how he spent his whole life eliminating them or whatever. And how he says that you, Eris, like, you aren't even close to a, a monster. I think you might be a good male. You're just too much of a coward to act like one. So, like, I absolutely think that Eris has shown cowardice um, in the past. Like, if he had the balls, he would have, like, saved more and helped her out. Um, and I'm not saying that mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been fallout for him. But it would have been, like, the bold, morally correct thing to do. Uh, but I think that's, like, an interesting thing to say. It's literally just, like, you are, like you have the potential to be a good person. It's not that you're a bad person. It's just that you're too much of a baby to, like, be. Well, but also, I mean, like, let's look at let's look at um, Nesta's story arc, too. Like, granted, we, we've known from the beginning that she's not a villain. Right. I can understand that she's, you know, very abrasive. She's been very mean, rude, upfront to a lot of people. <laughs> she had a very strong personality, of course. But then reading Akasif and getting into Nesta's head one-on-one, if you will, with her, she had so many vulnerabilities that yeah. she hid behind that really abrasive personality, um, demeanor, and stuff. And that could be the same with Eris. Like, he acts very arrogant, very, you know, think high of himself, um, behaves a certain kind of way because, again, of all of his vulnerabilities and clearly Cassian can see through it. Um, But I feel like these kinds of characters are the best characters to read about because they're the most interesting. They'll keep, you'll, you'll keep being surprised by what you learn. 
about them. And that's actually like a really good segue, like all the ways that you just described Eris, because I saw a Tumblr post, and again, I'm so sorry that I did not write down your name, but this is not my post, but it was Eris and Reese are the same person in different fonts. And I kind of want to get into that because I think there are a lot, I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying that they're the same, but I think there are a lot of similarities. There's some nuance there, so pay attention. (laughs) Similarities between these two. Um, Like, I absolutely, I mean, we know for a fact that Reese has been been wearing a mask for most of his life, has done some pretty messed up things while wearing that mask. Um, And a lot of it is to hide his vulnerabilities. Like, even from the people that he's closest to, part of the reason why Faceand was so compelling, especially in Akamath, was because Reese was vulnerable with Feyre in a way that he wasn't even vulnerable with the people who'd been in his life for 500 years. And so, like, I'm curious to know if Eris were given the same opportunity to be close to someone, and it doesn't have to be a lover, like, maybe it ends up being his half-brother, maybe it ends up being Lucian. Um, But, like, if he finds someone whom he's, like, comfortable enough to take that mask off, what are we going to find? Is it going to be like a log that's hiding like some pretty moss or is it going to be a log that's hiding like a bug skeleton? Like what will it be? Yeah. I mean, only time will tell. I think that sometimes, (laughs) I mean, I know that of course romance is such a big part of this series. Um, and all of obviously all of Sarah's books that, and, and, we spend so much and God time bless. like yeah we spend so much time <laughs> dissecting like the romance and the compatibility of certain characters and things like that but i have found especially from like even with our previous discussion about air of fire like mm-hmm. i love i love character growth like i love yes. also like not having like not it being so heavy on like who you're gonna end up with or who you're gonna marry who you're gonna right. have babies with like all this stuff like i want to know more about you too like i don't want it to be right. just like a shallow um no, caricature of like not. who you really Gross. are as a character <laughs> especially with like characters like this that clearly we're getting so many different facets of with even knowing like bare minimum about them. right <laughs> like it's just it's still they're still multifaceted so I, i'm down for it i'm 100 percent um behind eris getting a story a book a something like yeah. i mean just keep keep the eris content coming i'm here <laughs> for it a hundred percent he is definitely like the lorkin like when we got the lorkin um, content and Empire Storms. I was living for it. Like I love <laughs> any and all content with Lorcan. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm down with it. Let's 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 get more of this. Now let's talk about one more theory very quickly. Um, that we've seen circulating around as well, where uh, th- it, there has been someone who, who uh, has brought up the possibility of Eris being Gwen's father. Gwen obviously being one of the Valkyrie. What are our thoughts on this? And by our, I mean your personal thoughts, Ava. (laughs) Not us as a hive mind. (laughs) Not to like discredit whomever came up with this theory. You're valid. Your theories are valid. I just don't like this one very much. I think that like I'm here for, 
like the group of people who like have like friendships or at least like some form of relationship before they like get to know each other so they are before they become romantic um so they like have those ties that aren't necessarily romantic but I think it's weird if like someone who's part of the quote unquote friend group is like the kid of someone who is also part of the quote unquote yeah. friend group. Um, I mean, just and I like, also think that there's too much focus on her parentage only because. I agree. I mean, I totally get it. Like, obviously, like we like we love. No, the we want to like look under we all love, the rocks and it. like yeah. find all the information, right? But I genuinely believe that we would have had more Gwen content early on if her, like her parentage, her father especially, um, was somebody that we've already met. I think it would have been alluded to because Eris has been, I mean, he's a, he's been appearing since Akatar. Um, Mm -hmm. and we got quite a bit of content with him in Akawar, um, and then, of course, in Akasif. And I just feel that it would have been hinted because Sarah's so good and clever with her little, like, nudges. Um, that there would have been, like, something that would have made us go, oh, like, that's that's interesting. Like, if he'd, you know, talked about, like, a former lover or, like, gotten a weird look in his eyes, or, like... Like, like I if mean, he had, like, some, like, long-lost love, like... Right, 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 right. If he's, like, there was this one girl whom, you know, I loved, and we had sex on Cal and Meyer or whatever, and then she was gone forever, I'd be like, oh, who else do we know who has a connection to a story like that? Um, right. But we didn't really... I don't know. And I mean, and this also... is, I mean, and honestly, this is applying to anyone, any character that we've previously met. Um, right. Not even just Eris. Like, so I don't personally think it's Lucian. I don't personally think it's Tamlin because I've seen that Same. as well. I mean, I'm curious to learn if eventually we get more info about this, but I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Or maybe we'll find out about who he really is, but maybe he's not necessarily, like, maybe he's not alive anymore. Maybe he's not, like, like, relevant. Yeah, no, maybe he literally doesn't matter. Like, I actually think that's, like, a... Like a possibility. It almost seems just because we, we talked a little bit about how the, all the characters seem to have parental issues. So it almost seems like having an irrelevant parent is like the best case scenario <laughs> for Sarah J. Mass characters. Like, thank God. At least you're not. Well, I mean, we didn't get him. we didn't get very much of Feyre, um, Nesta and Elaine's mom until really Nesta's book. And of course, now we yeah. understand why, because mommy issues with that right but like i i mean again like of course it's not to mean that their mother and her impact on their upbringing was inconsequential um by any means but maybe it's not as important um to this because like i kind of feel like i mean there obviously there are so many different i mean we will discuss gwen at length at some point but like oh yeah there are so many other things that I want to know about Gwen beyond who Same. her father is. But even even if, let's say, for the sake of argument, that her father was Tamlin or Eris or Lucian, 
how would that really impact anything though? Right. I don't feel like, I mean, I don't know if she could be potentially a love. I mean, that would be gross, but like, I don't, I don't know um, how, how or like what it would, what good yeah. it would do if, if right. her father was one of them. <laughs> like, I just, no. I don't see how that really adds anything to um, the story, but that's personally, that's me. I mean, yeah. It, well, it would be juicy and, for sure. Like, <laughs> right. It turns out that and way, personally, I just don't see it that way. I like, I agree with you. Like, I think it would be a, sh- like a, a kind of shallow and I use that and like, it's, it's the literal definition of the word, but I think it would be like a shallow plot point. Like, yes, there would be drama, but at the end of the day, you know, what did we learn? What did we gain? P- potentially nothing. Like I don't, I mean, there haven't been any hints that, Gwyn is like an inheritor of some um, high lord-ish power. Not to say that she doesn't have power because I think she does. I've seen some cool theories about her floating around there. But like if... Uh, floating. Floating. <laughs> in the water. Um, we're the so name. funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like I, I, I think that if he, if, if that was going to be a thing where, you know, she's potentially the daughter of like a high lord or a high lord's heir or whoever like there would be some mention of the power transfer because we know how problematic the power transfer is for a lot of people in this well, world but also i mean let's not forget that she was also a twin so uh-huh. you know um like maybe the power inheritance could have possibly would have passed along to her sister too it may not necessarily have gone to her so i mean again sure is is this a uh compelling topic of conversation absolutely but do knowing sarah's writing style and storytelling uh like i just i don't per and again personally i could be totally proven wrong on this but i just don't think that if we do find out about her father in particular, that again he is anyone of note, like that he is, like that he is, like anybody that we've known. Now, granted, everybody's been talking about that Balthasar guy. That's been, like, oh my goodness, like, floating around because obviously we're still trying to figure out like wh- what importance he has to the story. What if he's her dad? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> I I I'm, I I, am I think he's like younger than un- she is. I know. I know, but I mean, I just think that, you know, again, it's obviously we want to know everything about all these characters, of course, because they're all very compelling in their own right. But I just think that um, I personally, in my daydreams and wanderings about (laughs) this series, I am not as uh, concerned uh, um, about her lineage unless it's going to... um, be a big factor in something like her I don't know I don't even know like I don't even want to insinuate anything or or speculate on anything because I genuinely don't know enough about Gwen to really make any kind of um prediction on my own about her I do hope that we get more of her Yes. I did really love her character. But anyways, but this is about errors. Um, but yeah, so I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, so our final answer is that we don't think that he is her father. 
And, um, but if anybody else has any more compelling, um, you know, details to throw in there, we are absolutely open to listening to it, um, or, or considering it a hundred percent, because maybe there's something we're, we're not thinking of. Maybe Um, you're like, but what about this page? And we're like, oh, we didn't read that page. Thanks for, I mean, there have been a lot of like very compelling arguments being made about so many different things with the Akatar oh, series absolutely. where there are things that like like people start hi- highlighting and posting like passages from the book that I'm like oh man right. I completely that went over my head 100% <laughs> but I can see how like this definitely like substantiates your argument I just don't re- like remember as the reader who has probably reread that one book multiple times like I completely missed that <laughs> so right so there could be something that I'm totally missing on the Gwen uh Eris whatever but I think Eris already has enough issues than like being baby mama drama at this point <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that he he just needs to deal with one daddy issue yeah, one at problem a time at a time baby daddy like yeah Oh man. One daddy issue. But anyways, but obviously we will discuss more about Eris in future episodes as well. All the other characters again, but it was great to kind of like talk, talk a little bit more about him because I don't see enough people talking about him just as far as like him as a character and what he may mean to the, like to the world of Akatar. And that's how I know that you're not on Tumblr. (laughs) Yes, I'm, I'm not. So I should say in my bubble of yes. non-Tumblr, non-Twitter, <laughs> not, not a reader group. <laughs> so me by myself and then whatever Ava discloses or Sends someone else you. tells yeah, us in exactly. like the question box. Like that's all I know about the fandom right now. <laughs> so. so yeah, so feel free to give us more info. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it, but... Yeah. We're always okay. open to comments. Absolutely. We are always down to have like civil conversations and discussions, what whether we agree or for. disagree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's something that we are excited about. Super um, excited for. Fleshing out a bit just to keep having open conversation about it. Cause my mind has been changed before and it can change again. I'm Heck here yeah. for it. Give me, give me all, all the, the, the juicy deets. I'm here for it. So anyways, but that concludes our aristocracy episode. Um, it was really great talking about another yeah. redhead. Oh, <laughs> wistful sigh. <laughs> but oh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Mastastic as well as Mastastic.com. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Um, you don't have to give us five stars. It's fine. But it'll be five stars in our heart. <laughs> we rate us like ourselves. you would the Akatar series. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm five stars in my own eyes, so it's perfect. Exactly. It's if you ask my mom, she'll also tell exactly. you five stars. Let me just call my mom real quick. She'll tell you how special <laughs> I, I am. That's our, that's our next special guest is Ava's mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, oh, but thanks so much. Tune in for the next episode Thank where you. I'm sure we will be going off topic about someone else that I'm obsessed with. <laughs>
but probably. <laughs> probably. No, I think we're, we're supposed to be talking about our next redhead as well. I know. The next the next redhead on down the line. Yep. Solution. It's like an assembly line. Yeah. Uh, Listen, teaser. I'm here for it. Holla. You had to make it to 56 minutes, but yeah, that's who the next episode will be about. <laughs> exactly. Although, wait, that's a dumb thing to say. We literally posted who the next episode was going to be about. They already know. It's not a teaser at all. Hey, wait a minute. We could go out of order. I said that we could definitely (laughs) go out of order. So you know what? Will we be talking about Lucian next episode? Or won't we be? I mean, maybe we will. But will the episode be about Lucian? I don't know. All right. Make a good point. All right. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you to everyone.